Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Elemental Evan Show. Thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode today. And when I say thank you, I absolutely, truly mean it. I have a daily gratitude practice. And in that practice, you are included because being that you're a listener to this show and to this episode, I have so much gratitude for you tuning in every single week and listening to these episodes and hopefully receiving a ton of benefit from listening to these. Obviously, that is my goal here with all of these podcast episodes. So I hope you enjoy this one as well as all of the other episodes. But before I jump into this episode right away, I wanted to take a little bit and talk about how I really promote eating a whole food diet or essentially foods that are either not processed or minimally processed if possible. Um, really trying to stay away from the heavily or ultra processed foods because they're super deficient in nutrient deficiencies. And this is a serious problem for everyone around the world. In fact, it's estimated that 2 billion people worldwide are affected by nutrient deficiencies in things like iron, vitamin A, zinc, and iodine. Now, most of these are kind of reserved for developing nations or pertaining to developing nations, but it really does affect all nations around the world. That's why I recently did an episode on mineral and nutrient deficiencies uh, that are primarily occurring in the U.S. and uh, developed nations, but uh, definitely pertain to the entire world. So according to the N. Haynes, uh, it's found in the U.S. that 94.3% of the U.S. population does not meet the recommended daily amount of vitamin D, and 52.2% do not meet the RDA for magnesium, just to name a couple, right? There are many, many minerals and vitamins that you could definitely be deficient in. Uh, really, the only way to know is to get some blood work done and to see where your levels are at and then kind of go from there. But there is a way of making sure that you are getting in some good nutrients and they might be some that you are lacking in. And my favorite way of doing that is simply through Energy Bits. And uh, Energy Bits is actually a company that is providing the highest quality of microalgae, specifically spirulina and chlorella. Uh, the last week's episode that I put up was actually with the founder. Her name is Catherine Arnston please go listen to that episode because she provides so much knowledge every single time. I literally have a pen and pad ready to go because I'm taking notes as she's speaking. But it is really, truly one of the best things, in my opinion, that you could be taking on a daily basis, right? They're not even really a supplement. They're actually a food. They're a microalgae. And that is typically the way I tend to go is I like to get my nutrition through food and whole food sources. And this is no different. Although you take it like a supplement, and I usually take it with the couple other supplements that I have each day, it truly is a food. It has over 40 plus vitamins and minerals. Chlorophyll is extremely high in chlorella, which is very cleansing for the blood. Spirulina has a ton of incredible things going on with it. It's got super oxide dismutase, it's got melatonin. It's got all of these really incredible properties that are beneficial for your mitochondria, which pretty much just make everything function better in your body. So highly, highly recommend checking out Energy Bits. You also get a 20% discount code just for being a listener to this show. The discount is ELEMENTAL, all caps. Use that at checkout for 20% off. I have the link in the show notes and you can find the code there as well. Just click on the link and go check them out. 
Now, if you're looking for a tastier way to get some vitamins and minerals in, because don't get me wrong, I love spirulina and chlorella, but sometimes uh, I want to enjoy taking my vitamins and minerals. Uh, not to say I don't enjoy taking those, but uh, I like a little flavor going on. So when it comes down to that, I always go for Organifi. Organifi provides these premium juice blends that come in a powdered form. They're 100% organic. They're third-party tested for glyphosate, which is a huge one for me personally because I know it is sprayed on so many different uh, produce items of ours that it is very important for us to try to get it out of our foods as much as possible. So when you're drinking Organifi's delicious juice blends, you can feel comfortable in knowing that they do not have any glyphosate in them whatsoever. And one of my favorite drinks by them is actually their Organifi Pure Blend. Organifi Pure Blend is taking two of my favorite things to focus on, and that is the brain and the gut, and really focusing on the health of both of those. Um, those are two things that I really, uh, I don't know why, but I'm very intrigued by them. The gut one is obvious because I've gone through gut issues. Uh, but that brain one, I think, is simply because who doesn't want to have a better functioning brain? So in terms of cognitive support, Organifi Pure contains powerful adaptogens and nootropics like, uh, sorry, nootropic herbs like lion's mane mushroom and the baobab, which may enhance cognitive function and improve focus and support mental clarity. In terms of gut health, you have apple cider vinegar and digestive enzymes which will increase your hydrochloric acid production. This is huge because a lot of people don't realize that when you have acid reflux, a lot of the times it can be because you do not have proper levels of hydrochloric acid. Uh, therefore, this can really help with that. Uh, there's also BDNF function, which if you are not familiar with it, brain-derived nootropic factor, that is what BDNF stands for is a key neuroprotein associated with learning and memory. So you are getting all of these benefits out of Organifi's Pure Blend. I highly, highly recommend you check them out. And on top of that, it tastes delicious. <laughs> I absolutely love drinking these because I'm not a big person on going to the store to buy Gatorades, obviously, because they're all super high in sugar. So this is a really great alternative to still have something that tastes good, but you know it's doing good things in your body. And for those of you who have kids, I know that they do really well with kids because I've given them to uh, a few family friends who have kids and they all report that the kids love them. And there is a little bit of grittiness on a couple of the blends, but for the most part, the flavor is really, really good and the kids take to them really well. So highly recommend you check them out as well. Uh, there is once again a discount code and that's just for being a listener. Once again, me just trying to give back to all of you for tuning into the show. Uh, so go ahead and check out the show notes and you can find that there as well. Now, today's episode is, like I said, going to be pertaining to summer. So summer time obviously brings around a lot of heat depending on uh, what part of the world you live in. It can vary, but I was actually just in Arizona and the high temperature in Phoenix was 115 degrees Fahrenheit, which is pretty freaking hot. And uh, for those of you who live in desert areas or even worse, in my opinion, in an area with really high humidity and high heat, um, then you all know exactly what I'm talking about. For those of you who live in cooler climates, um, summertime is probably extremely enjoyable for you. Uh, but nonetheless, this is still going to be a topic that will pertain to you. So I first want to start off with talking about the human species. So 
the human species is really a very adaptive species. And if you're wondering where the heck I'm going with this, just stick with me for a second. I promise it ties in. But we are very, very adaptable, right? If you think about it, we are one of the few species that can live on pretty much any part of the world, um, aside from in the ocean, although there are actually tribes that build their huts on top of the water and they are nomadic and they live primarily on the water. So for the most part, we are able to live in almost any part of the world. And on top of that, we're also able to change our diets and still prosper in different areas of the world. I mean, if you think of, you know, the Eskimos up in the really frozen cold areas of the world, they're eating diets that are really high in protein and fat. Whereas if you were to go look at tribes down in the Amazon, they're going to be eating a lot more plants, uh, fruits and vegetables. They're going to be eating still some meat, but it's going to be a very different diet. And on top of that, the weather is completely different, obviously, right? The Eskimos are dealing with a very cold, frozen tundra that, you know, is going to require them to create fires and, uh, you know, really work on trying to stay warm. Whereas in the Amazon, it is the complete opposite, right? People are trying to stay nice and cool. Now, the reason I bring that up is because of something known as thermoregulation. So thermoregulation is the body's ability to control your temperature, your core temperature, and really maintain homeostasis, right? We, we actually require a very small range of temperature variance in our body for us to not only uh, thrive, but to actually just live, right? If we get too hot, uh, we can have uh, like a fever, which is a lot of times what can happen when you have a virus, or uh, if you get too cold, it can be hypothermia. So we really do require a very tight range of temperature, which means that if we are in a area or an environment that is very cold, our body has to be able to keep our core temperature up. And if we're in a very hot area, our body has to be able to keep our cool, uh, our core temperature cool enough. So now when we look at, you know, I stated these people who would be living in cold tundras and then people who live in the Amazon, well, they had to simply rely on thermal regulation to maintain their core temperatures. However, nowadays we have some beautiful inventions and one of those is the air conditioner. Now, when it comes to a lot of our technological advancements, a lot of the times they tend to be things that, you know, solve an issue, right? They, they are things that make us more comfortable. They make life easier, right? They're trying to make it so that we can enjoy life and uh, also be in areas that maybe we wouldn't have been as comfortable uh, yes, we could have lived there, but we wouldn't have been as comfortable. And definitely air conditioning is one of those things. However, air conditioning doesn't necessarily mean that because it, you know, can work and feels really, really nice on an extremely hot day, it doesn't mean that it is necessarily the best thing for you. Now, this is coming from a person who actually worked in the HVAC field for a very long time. Um, you know, I've been out in the heat installing uh, air conditioners, and I have a lot of experience with them. Um, you know, it was in a uh, in Palm Springs out in the desert area. So I'm very familiar with the I would kind of say a necessity for them, uh, especially for some people. So don't think that I have something out against uh, air conditioners. I do enjoy the use of them just as much as the next person. But I do want to be very 
uh, non-biased on this. And when we just look at the sheer facts of what's going on, it definitely looks like air conditioning might have some repercussions that we are not very familiar with. Uh, I also like to think of other inventions that might be very useful, but have other uh, kind of implications to them, or they make us have to work a little bit harder in other ways. So when we think of cars, for example, cars are extremely valuable. They can take us from point A to point B in an incredibly fast, um, uh, you know, short amount of time. But this leads to us being a little bit lazier, not getting the exercise that we would have gotten. And uh, really walking is a, you know, biologically demanding uh, thing from our bodies to us. Our bodies are expecting us to get out and go walking uh, pretty much every single day. Uh, and we don't do that, especially here in uh, California. We definitely drive our cars for pretty much everything. Uh, walking is not usually a feasible thing to get from point A to point B. So that's just one example. We also have things like monocropping, which uh, yes, people were able to produce a ton of food, but at what cost, right? Uh, depleted nutrients from our soils and a ton of other bad things that we don't need to get into right now. But basically, the main point here is that while these inventions may have a lot of uh, utilization and they may seem incredible, and they are in many ways, uh, it doesn't mean they're going to be the best thing for us. Uh, in fact, it actually means that we are living in a life or in a world where comfortability is really at our fingertips. I mean, if you think about it, we live in a world where you can actually choose to not be hot if you really want it to. You could stay inside your house all day long and you could even just run out to your car really quick and turn on uh, your air conditioner so that you are spending a very minimal amount of time in hot weather. Okay, this is something that many people uh, literally like 40 years ago did not have access to. And there are many parts of the world where they do not have access to this still. So we have to understand that we live in a world that is very, very comfortable. It is catered to comfort in so many different ways. In fact, it is so comfortable that we actually have to choose to do difficult things to make sure that we are staying resilient and healthy, right? Instead of staying inside where it is nice and air-conditioned all day long, we have to force ourselves to get outside and go on a walk and allow our bodies to feel the increase in temperature from our environment so that our body can kick in its thermal regulation and thermal adaptability so that we can keep using that function and allow our bodies to hold on to that function and also to remain healthy, right? Um, being able to regulate our temperatures properly is very, very important for us in staying healthy and not just staying healthy, but actually staying alive, right? It is absolutely crucial for our bodies to maintain homeostasis. So I know a lot of people are, you know, maybe they look at um, having the choice to be comfortable as a bad thing. I like to look at it as a really good thing. Um, what a blessing it is to be able to say, hey, I have to choose to do something hard so that I can stay resilient as opposed to really not having a choice. Uh, like I was saying, you know, 40, 50 years ago, um, I can even refer to my parents. I know that my parents, they grew up without any air conditioning at all. And it was still hot. You know, it still hit the triple digits in Fahrenheit uh, during the summertime. And realistically, they just had to deal with it and get crafty 
um, make makeshift uh, swamp coolers in their rooms and find any way possible of cooling down, but their bodies were really utilizing thermoregulation like it should. Now, I definitely wanted to bring in at least one study here, so I'm going to go ahead and bring that in to just provide uh, some background and scientific data to show that this what I'm talking about is absolutely true. I'm not just pulling this out of nowhere. Um, but basically, I found on the NIH website that they took two groups of people. They took people who were acclimated to what's called naturally ventilated environments, and they took people who were acclimated to air-conditioned environments. Now, they wanted to see what the physiological responses were from the two groups of people when placed in what they called a heat shock environment, and they labeled it a climate chamber, which I'm honestly guessing is probably a sauna of some kind. Maybe it doesn't, they weren't heating it up super high, but um, I didn't see that it was specified in there. But nonetheless, they placed them in this climate chamber. And so they actually took uh, 10 people from what they called the NV group or the naturally vent uh, ventilated environment and uh, 10 people from the AC environment and placed them in this climate chamber. Now, not surprisingly at all, uh, the results showed that the NV group or the naturally ventilated group had a significantly stronger capacity for physiological regulation to the heat shock than the AC group, which in other words, the NV group did not feel as hot and, un and as uncomfortable as the AC group did. Um, I don't think that's surprising at all if a person is outside all day long or just simply dealing with whatever temperature the you know mother nature wants to bring as opposed to the person that can control their temperature um, when they're placed in a hot environment it only makes sense to me that the group uh, that is you know most acclimated to the natural ventilation is going to do better uh, these results strongly indicated that living and working in indoor thermal environments for long periods of time affects people's physiological activity uh, acclimatization. Also, it appears that long-term exposure to stable AC environments may weaken people's thermal adaptability. So what does that mean? It basically means that if you stay indoors too long and rely on a controlled environment in terms of temperature, whether it is both heating and cooling, this can have long-term effects in uh, with regards to your body's ability to regulate your internal temperature, essentially. This, like I said, can be very problematic, especially down the line when you're older and your body is not as capable of regulating the temperature naturally. Um, you know, this can really have some bad effects and possibly even at the worst case scenario, like lead to death. I know we've heard of a lot of these heat waves that have been hitting and it is typically the older people who pass, but this is something that we can really try to buffer for ourselves, right? We can try to allow our bodies to work and naturally work in terms of uh, regula regulating our temperatures. Also, um, not to say that, of course, if you live without an air conditioner um, or, you know, heating, you're going to uh, live a long life and never have any issues with uh, temperature or even death related to temperature. Uh, that is not the case, but this is going to help build your resiliency, and that is really what we're focusing on. I'm really, really big on increasing our resilience as um, as a species, but also just individually, right? I think it's really important for us to 
you know, have to choose those hard things in life because we do live a very comfortable life. And really making sure that our bodies are getting uncomfortable in one way or another so that it can be adaptable, right? Our bodies need a level of stress in order to essentially be healthy. If you think about even lifting weights, right? What do you think you're doing? You're applying stress to your body so that your body can react and adapt to that stress. So when you tear those muscle fibers, you can go sleep and your body will repair them stronger than they were before so that you can come back and lift those weights and not feel as strained on them and even lift heavier weights than what you did the day before. So our body really does require a level of stress, a level of, uh, you know, kind of demand from us in order to respond to it and uh, to remain resilient, which I think resiliency is going to be huge. Um, It is huge. It's something that we really uh, need to have more of. We need to stay resilient both mentally and physically. Now, that is a personal opinion, um, but I do believe it is very important not only for how we show up in life, but also for our health. And uh, I also wanted to mention that if you do have an air conditioner, Uh, there is nothing wrong with using it. I I do not want to demonize uh, using the air conditioner. Uh, If you live in Phoenix, Arizona, for example, I would be absolutely blown out of my mind if you were not using an air conditioner. Um, But with that being said, I do think that we can strategically use things like our air conditioner or even our heater, right? It applies to both uh, the hot and the cold. But what I would recommend is for someone who lives in an area where, let's say, it really doesn't get that hot, let's say it maybe only gets into the high 80s, maybe even the low 90s, inside your home might reach up into the low to mid 80s, depending on how hot it is outside. Maybe it's 81 degrees inside your house. Yes, it's not the most comfortable, but it is absolutely manageable. And it is something that you could go ahead and just kind of push through and allow your body to adapt to it. And eventually it will become something that feels kind of normal. In fact, when I was working out in the desert, uh, a lot of the people out there can only cool their houses down into the low to mid 80s, about 83 83 degrees sometimes. And for them, that feels absolutely comfortable because when you're going from 110 degrees to 83 degrees, that's a massive difference and uh, feels quite cool. But, you know, I even looked at myself where I worked an entire summer without an air conditioner in my truck and my body absolutely adapted to the heat. It just got used to it. It no longer felt like it was uncomfortable all the time. Sweat just was normal. Um, hot temperature was a normal. Uh, it was just the body literally adapting to the surroundings, which it is built to do. It is literally built to do that. So what I would recommend is if you have an air conditioner, go ahead and bump the temperature degrees up a little bit. You can still leave the AC on, but let's say maybe you usually set it to 75. Maybe you set it to 78. Maybe you even set it to 80 degrees. Allow your body to get a little bit uncomfortable. Maybe even go outside in the earlier parts of the day or the later parts of the day uh, and allow your body to feel the uncomfortability of heat, allow your body to regulate the internal temperature and use its thermal regulation, right? Like, I really do believe that if we stop using these functions of our bodies, our bodies will not completely lose them, but they might not use them as well. So it is important for us to definitely utilize uh, thermal regulation. So getting outside, maybe bumping the temperatures up a little bit, 
Or if you want to be hardcore, you could even just leave your air conditioner off during the day, but turn it on at nighttime. Now, the reason I am a proponent for putting on your air conditioner at nighttime, or at least cracking the windows if you get a nice breeze, is because the body does tend to really prefer a cool temperature when trying to go to sleep. It actually has been shown to improve uh, sleep uh, efficiency and allow people to get to sleep faster. Uh, it does a whole bunch of different things that are really, really good for your sleep. So for that reason, I am okay with you using your air conditioner at nighttime by all means. Or like I said, if it cools down enough at your wherever you're living and you're able to open your windows and just use that, then go for it. Plus, and this is not really where I was going with it, but it will absolutely help out your electricity bill. Um, air conditioners can be an energy hog. So that is just kind of a nice little bonus there. But on top of all of the things I've covered, this is also why I'm a huge fan of things like cold exposure and heat therapy. Not only are they asking your body to use thermoregulation, but when you do cold exposure, like an ice bath, for example, you also have increases in dopamine, you have increases in neuroepinephrine, which are literally like the best way to wake up. It is a cup of coffee on a next level. It will keep you energized for hours on end. Um, it can also increase your level of brown fat, which is something that you definitely do want. Um, white fat is the fat that you do not use. It is just sitting there on your body. And the brown fat is brown because it's so dense in mitochondria that it is uh, the one that's going to be used for energy. So we really want brown fat. And by doing cold exposure like an ice bath, you can increase your levels of brown fat. Um, and then also going into a sauna, for example, um, I forget the study uh, exactly, but it was done in Finland, which absolutely makes sense because the Finnish people love their saunas. And they were uh, it's found that just using a sauna like it was something like once or twice a week uh, for, I don't know, like 30 minutes. I'm sorry, I'm totally butchering this, but essentially you're going to drop your chances of, you know, getting sick or even I think it was like all cause mortality by like 20 or 30 percent. It might even be more than that. Um, sorry, like I said, I totally butchered that <laughs> should have came with the actual study here. Um, if I find it, I'll go ahead and link it in the show notes. But nonetheless, doing things that get your body uncomfortable will help your health. It will help your body and it will also help your mind helps you to be resilient in more ways than one. And for that reason, I believe it is important for us to, while we have all of these modern amenities and ways to be comfortable and keep the body comfortable, which is truly a blessing, it is on us to choose the difficult things. And for that reason, by choosing something difficult, I think you're actually becoming even more resilient than someone who does or uh, didn't have a choice. Someone back in the day who, you know, the air conditioner maybe wasn't invented at that time, right? They had no choice. They just had to go through it. Whereas you actually have to choose to go be uncomfortable, which is even more willpower. So uh, by doing so, it's going to keep you resilient and keep you strong. So I highly, highly recommend that this summer, while I know it is cooking and um, be safe with it, you know, definitely don't put yourself in uh, a sketchy situation where you could end up with heat stroke or something like that. But uh, be comfortable with getting a little uncomfortable. Raise the temperature on your thermostat a little bit. Get hot, sweat, let your body regulate uh, naturally the temperature, the core temperature of your body. And uh, yeah, stay healthy. <laughs> that's, that's the whole goal of this show, obviously. 
Um, but yeah, that's going to do for today. I know this is a pretty simple topic, but um, it's something that has been top of mind for me because I've been doing a lot of driving and uh, been outside a lot. So I have been exposed to the uh, environmental temperature, which uh, even still here living in California has been uh, definitely pretty hot. And like I said, I was just in Arizona. So um, this is something that has been reoccurring on my mind. And it's something I wanted to share with all of you. It's uh, something I talk about a lot. So Anyways, I hope you guys took something away from this. And like I said, not telling you to not use your air conditioner, but I might be telling you to use it a little bit less and uh, go out and get uncomfortable. It's going to do wonders for you, uh, both mentally and physically. And you can thank me later on those. Uh, you might not thank me in the moment when you're sweating, but trust me, it's good for you. Uh, okay, that's going to do it for today's show, you guys. Uh, I really, like I said in the beginning of the show, truly, truly appreciate your listenership and uh, all of you for just being here means the world to me and I hope you enjoy these episodes. I will be having some really awesome guests coming up here shortly. Uh, the next few episodes are going to be guest episodes if I'm not mistaken. And aside from that, just going to continue to try to bring you all very practical, useful information that is going to improve your life, improve the quality of your life, improve the quality of your health. Um, that is really the goal of this podcast. It is to provide you with information that you can apply to your life today. You can, you know, take what serves you and leave what doesn't. Um, that is just truly the goal here is to provide you with information. I believe when we're educated and we can make, you know, educated decisions on certain topics, um, that is really powerful. And that's my goal here is I want to educate you and provide you with information so that you can make the best possible decision for you and your family. So I hope this episode did that for you. And uh, if you know someone who would benefit from hearing this episode, please go ahead and share it with them. Uh, it really helps to spread the message of this show. Please also leave a uh, review on whatever platform it is that you're listening to. You can subscribe on there as well. Um, but by reviewing the podcast, you are absolutely helping us out in a free way. Uh, it's a great way to support the show. And yeah, just keep spreading the word, uh, spread it to your friends, your family, your loved ones. And like I said, anyone who needs to hear this message. Also, if you share any of these episodes on your social media platforms, please feel free to tag me on there. I love to see that and uh, we'll be able to connect on there as well. You can always reach out to me if you have any questions or if you want to hear anything uh, spoken more in depth on this show, uh, please reach out to me and let me know. And until next week, everyone. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your week. Uh, you know the motto of the show. Uh, sorry, the motto of the sh motto of the show, which is do everything with good intentions and connect your elements. Much love to all of you. Thank you so so much. Have a great one. Peace. This podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. Evan Roberts is not a medical professional, and this podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. Statements and views expressed on this show are not medical advice. This podcast, including Evan Roberts and any guests on the show, disclaims responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained in this episode. If you think you have a medical problem, please consult a medical professional. Thank you.